to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hello, my friends. Today we are hearing the good news from the Gospel of Matthew. I want to read you a few verses from the very end of chapter 9, and then we'll move into some verses in chapter 10. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into this harvest field. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits, to heal every disease and sickness. These were the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Here ends our reading. I invite you to pray with me, my friends. God of the harvest, help us to be better stewards of these gifts you have given us. Help us to plant seeds that grow good fruit. And when it comes time to harvest, help us to share in the feast. Call us to see, oh God, who has been left out. Open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds. Fill us with your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I invite you to imagine something with me. I want you to imagine a large feast, like a big party, lots of food, a massive table for everyone to sit at. And everybody should be invited because there's plenty, but not everyone is invited. Not even you. Some people you know are going, but the doors are closed to you. You can smell the scent of that delicious food cooking. 
and yet you cannot have any. You're told there's not enough for you. Or maybe that you didn't work hard enough or you're not the right gender. You don't love the right person. Your skin isn't the right color. You don't make enough money. You didn't try hard enough. For whatever reason, you are not let in. But then the next week, there's another big feast. So many people are going, but not everybody. But this time, this time you qualify. The people in charge have decided that you are at least worthy enough to get in the door. And once you're in the door, will you let the next person in? Or will you have been intoxicated with this idea that you have been welcome in? That there's still not enough room and so... You continue to exclude the others. You had to, to wait. So do they. What has to happen within you to make it possible to close those other folks out? Something in you has to shift to think of those who are left out as less worthy than you are. To dehumanize them in some way just as you had been dehumanized or deemed not worthy. You were given some crumbs and you're not about to give those away. It dehumanizes a piece of yourself. And this, my friends, is what has happened throughout our world. This is systemic injustice and it affects everyone. It means some are allowed a bounty that others could only dream of. Other folks are given just pieces of that. And they don't want to give up their pieces so that other folks that they don't deem as worthy can have some. Because we're so afraid that we're going to lose what we have. This, my friends, is systemic injustice, and it leads to a breakdown of community, a breakdown of God's kingdom, a breakdown of our world. And my friends, God saw this happening thousands of years ago, and God came down in human form as Jesus Christ. And Jesus came to do the work of healing. He came to mend those rifts. He came to do the work. In Luke chapter four, it's the beginning of Jesus's ministry. And he introduces himself to the world, to his community by standing up in the synagogue. And he reads from the prophet Isaiah chapter 58, verse six. Jesus stands up and he reads, The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. 
Jesus stands up and says, this is what I'm going to do. This is what God has come to do. Every system you have set in place to keep certain people out, we are going to take them down. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is here and now. And everyone is welcome. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. That is what Jesus says to his disciples. He knew that he couldn't do this work alone. So he gathered people. He gathered his disciples and others and he taught them. He taught them and then gave them power to heal and said, the spirit will speak through you. And he sent them out. He says, go. And as you go, know that you may not be welcomed because not everyone wants to hear this message. Jesus knew that this message that he was going to bring good news to the poor, proclaim freedom for prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, setting the oppressed free. He knew that this message would not always be welcomed. I want you to think about the Beatitudes. These are in the very beginning of his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. And he says similar words in the book of Luke. And he says, blessed are the poor. or Blessed are the poor in spirit. And I want you to imagine, what if someone in the crowd responded to Jesus when he said, blessed are the poor? (laughs) Imagine if someone had said to him, no, Jesus, actually, blessed are all people. Hmm. Imagine, not everyone wants to hear this message, the message of the gospel, especially people in power and especially people who have been given a little taste of that power, who are just in close enough proximity to that power that they just get a little bit of it. I want you to go back to that feast that we imagined where only some people are welcome. At a certain point, it is no longer the host who is doing the excluding of the people. The host may have started it, but eventually it becomes the last person who has been let in who starts to exclude, who does the work of exclusion. I had to suffer, so they do too. I had to wait forever, so they need to put in their time. The last person in becomes the one who locks the door to keep other people out. And my friends, this is all based on scarcity. This idea that there's not enough to go around. Even though that as we look out, we can see that there is plenty. It's the idea that there isn't enough. But Jesus, Jesus is all about abundance. Listen to those words he said to his disciples. The harvest is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. There is enough to go around. Throw open the doors, invite everybody in. And not only that, as you invite everyone in, the last will be first and the first will be last. 
Those who were excluded will now be the first to be let in. Those who were told they were unworthy to enter will now be given the seat of honor. This, my friends, is the kingdom of God. And of course, not everyone wants to hear this message. Of course, it upset those in power and those in proximity to that power. This is why Jesus warns his disciples. He tells them, you will be brought before governors and kings. You might have to brush the dust off your feet as you walk away from a town. But the message remains the same. All are welcome at God's table. At God's great feast, the harvest is bountiful. Invite everyone in. There are no exceptions. The last will be first. And I love that Jesus knows he cannot spread this good news alone. That's why he gathers his disciples and says, it is now your turn to go and share this good news. You have learned and now freely you have received. So freely give. There is no cost, except that maybe those in power or those who want to keep this hierarchical status quo will probably not like you as much. In fact, we know that it's what got Jesus killed. But you know what, my friends? We cannot kill God. We cannot kill this message. That is what Easter and the resurrection is all about. God says, you might try to kill me and this message of love, but you cannot. Good news always comes. Love always wins. Equity and justice, God's justice will always always win and lead the way. Imagine, imagine what a world it would be where everyone had a place at the table, where all those who had been excluded for so long now received the seat of honor. Imagine a world where every single person was told and made to feel as if they are worthy of that place at the table. Not just told, but made to feel that they are welcome. I cannot tell you how many times I have listened to my friends of color say, for example, that they got a job and then they heard someone saying, that that person stole their job and only got it because of the color of their skin. They worked just as hard, but were told they only got that job because they were black. As if they had stolen that job from someone who was white. My friends, imagine a world where all people were made to feel as if they were worthy. Imagine a world where a person of color could move into a nice neighborhood and didn't have the cops called on them as they were moving into their home. Imagine a world where every voice in the room mattered equally, where every voice was heard and deemed worthy. 
imagine a world where every child has equal access to quality education, where the amount of money your parents make or the color of your skin doesn't affect the quality of education or healthcare or access to opportunity that you receive. Imagine a world where every gay or queer or transgender child was told, God created you and God loves you for exactly who you are. Imagine. Imagine a world where each person is told they are whole and they are beloved and they are worthy of life and love and belonging. Imagine the good fruit that those seeds of love and justice and equity would bear. Imagine the world and what it could be. That's what Jesus calls us to do, to imagine. And then to work to make that dream a reality because Jesus says God's kingdom is near. God's kingdom is here and now, and we can be a part of it. And you know where the work starts, where the change starts. It starts within. Jesus first gathers his disciples and teaches them. He teaches them first, has them do the work. And then he sends them out, but he doesn't send them out to different communities. He even tells them, don't go to Samaria. Don't go to the Gentiles. Go to the lost sheep of Israel first. It's not out there that you need to do the work. It's here in this community. And then it'll ripple out, do the work within you and it will ripple out. It starts from within, within each and every one of us, and then with each and every one of our communities, and then it ripples out so that then it affects the world. And the healing of the world is where God is. If you find yourself during these times asking, where is God? I invite you to look at where the rifts are where the wounds are because that is where you will feel, find God doing the work of healing and redemption and care where we have caused rifts. God is there sewing it back together where we have excluded. God is busy, including where we have closed doors and built walls. God is there throwing them open and tearing them down and proclaiming all are welcome here. All are welcome here. That, my friends, is the kingdom of God. That is the world Jesus is calling us to. That is the feast we are invited to. Open the doors of your heart, of the heart of the world. Invite everyone in. As Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful and God is good. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.